0: Why, look at that. I made it to number three. Yes, Rob Beeler here. I'm just a podcasting like a crazy person over here. Feels good. As I said, number three, and my quest to understand what's next in digital advertising and media continues. Yeah, I know, as an ad ops, ad tech pro, I'll sometimes or, oh, I'm sorry, what's or? Or is the overusing of acronyms for no reason. But I do like to look above my monitor at what else might be going on in the industry. Today, we're going to talk about the intersection of ad blocking and better ad experiences. I've got two guests who are going to talk about some interesting research, a survey, and a pilot program for publishers to consider. We even invent a new game to catch an ad blocker. Why the delay? Let's press forward. It's time for BeelerCast. All right. I'm here with uh, Neil Thurman, co-founder of the Brand Safety Institute and the director at Coalition for Better Ads, and Dan Rua, who's the CEO of Admiral. Hey, guys. How are you today?
1: Great. Thanks for having us, Rob. Yeah, Yeah, you're doing
2: great.
0: Good. So the reason I reached out to you guys, you have a partnership and pilot program that's coming out that I thought was quite interesting, both obviously the world of ad blocking registration and relationship with your customers is a key topic for me. CBA, you know, what the Coalition for Better Ads has done is important to me. Brand safety is important to me. All these things that you guys are focused on (laughs) are important to me. So the fact that you're doing something together thought, you know what, why don't I get the two of you on the, on the phone and let's, let's go through this. So Neil, can you talk to me a little bit about what this pilot program partnership is about?
1: Sure. I'll talk about kind of a little bit about why we're doing it or why I I was very interested in doing it. And then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the kind of the mechanics of it and things like that as well. So I think... Since I arrived at the CBA a couple of years ago, one of the things that that really struck me was that the industry has spent a lot of time and effort on understanding that consumers are not or were not thrilled with where the relationship was, kind of that value exchange of, you know, content and experiences on the open web versus the types of ads that they would be seeing in return for those those experiences. And so a lot of work has been done. The CBA has done a lot of that work. Other you know, companies have independently done a ton of work to understand their customers better and really just very excited about the notion of the industry taking more credit for that fact. You know, it's kind of a very Northeastern Protestant thing to want to be the best kept secret on earth, I suppose. But, um, <laughs> But but standing up and taking credit and saying we heard you we're making an effort. It, it, the CBA has seemed to be a very inside baseball thing, and I think one of the things that I, I wanted to try and and do was was make it more well known among consumers that the industry is making an effort, is trying to rebalance that that value equation. So. I, Looking over time at a number of ways of of trying to do that to get that information out there and kind of engaging with dan and, and Admiral, who have been members since the start. We took some time and and this is this partnership is is what we arrived at.
0: Very cool. And so Dan, talk to me about what you're bringing to the table in terms of thoughts around getting the word out about, what CBA does and what we are trying to do around our advertising for consumers.
2: Absolutely. So as, as Neil mentioned, Admiral has been involved with CBA from the very beginning. And one thing that always struck me coming from, you know, kind of the ad block recovery side is how many publishers and, and the industry as a whole don't fully appreciate what the blocker sees or doesn't see. We, have, we often have calls with publishers where we will kind of show them their site when a blocker is active and, and they're flabbergasted by, by what it looks like. And, and so bringing that to the CBA, it occurred to me that all the hard work that's going into the research and the publishers improving on ad experience and Chrome helping in that regard, all of that hard work can end up nowhere if a blocker doesn't actually see the difference. And, and that's the reality of blockers, is that they're using an ad blocker. And so the idea that a website has improved on their ad experience, the blocker has no idea. They, they, they come and go every single day and they don't know if it was worse or better or what have you. And so I had always thought that there's really two steps to this process. One is, you know, industry cleaning up its act and, and trying to get better and better and better at what we do. But two is, you actually got to tell somebody about it. And so, you know, communicate to visitors that you've worked hard on this topic. Ask your visitors to to give it a try, give you some feedback. And so, for me, it was a natural kind of hand in glove with, A, CBA has done a great job of improving ad experiences, and now, B, let's actually talk to people about it and and get their feedback.
0: I, I love that, that thought, and it's something, Dan, you and I have talked about in the past of of the opportunity that publishers have actually coming out of COVID though, though, obviously that's certain things have normalized, I guess, in in some senses, but there is a part where publishers need to communicate to consumers, the value proposition, right? It's, it's now time to have that relationship. And that's, that's something to, uh, you know, what pops to my mind immediately when you say that is this is a game again, where, helping people distinguish between I'll say premium and I'll let that, that premium definition float. Like it's really (laughs) up to the, it's really up to the consumer, right? But the fact is, is that when they go to a a particular type of news site that they're having a a, a good experience and because they follow some of the, you know, some of the ideas that the CBA has put forward and they're respectful of users that they're going to have good experiences there. Now, when they go to the netherworlds of the internet, Maybe not so much. And maybe that right. is where you want an ad blocker, right? But you don't yeah. need to sit there and make it such a binary. I see the internet without ads to to whatever that is. And I think that's a really interesting thing to to develop. So with that in mind, what your your initiative here ties in some research, ties in some wanting to work and do a pilot program with people. So one of the two of you, Take the lead. What what is the what does the actual program entail and what can you tell us about it?
2: Sure. And and maybe a little bit later we'll go deeper on the survey results. But step one of this was surveys. Admiral runs the largest real-time ad block survey panel in the world. And and, and we get thousands of answers to whatever people might be wondering about ad blockers weekly. And so we work with the CBA to come up with a set of questions around consumer awareness of Coalition for Better Ads, of the Better Ads standard. And in particular, if if a site was using Better Ads or was Better Ads compliant, would that make the user more likely to whitelist that site and accept ads there? So step one was surveys, and we completed part of the process. And, and then the announcement that, that you saw was us taking it public to now invite some publishers to join a pilot. Uh, we already have some committed to that to see if users take the actions that they claim you know in a survey. And so now the goal is uh, run this pilot with a group of publishers showing you know potentially engages that don't say anything about better ad certified and engages that say something about being better ad certified and see if you actually get better results by communicating. And in the third stage after that, depending upon the data, would be potentially wide availability to to everyone who's better ad certified to flick a switch and, and turn their hard work, you know, into revenue.
0: I like it. I like it. Right. Because you're, you did the survey and, and you can ask people, do you mind ads? And they're like, sure. Right. <laughs> and now what you're doing is you're actually going to measure it and see yes. that that works. And then that, that, that performs. So I think that that's, that, that again, kind of just reinforces what that is. You, you mentioned the research. What did what did you find in the in the research?
2: So a couple of things. First thing we did find is that there is lower consumer awareness of the Better Ad Standard than than I think anyone would would like. Uh it's interesting because we actually ran a survey 3 years ago as I was preparing for this podcast I looked back at at some prior surveys and we actually did have a higher consumer awareness a few years ago. And I think what happened was when Better Ads was created, uh, there was a lot of PR around creating it, and then everyone went to work on improving things. So number one, you know, got a feel for, you know, blockers' awareness of Better Ads. And then number two, we educated them on what Better Ads, what the Better Ads standard looked like and asked, you know, would you be more or less willing or, or no effect at all to allow ads on a site that is Better Ads certified? And, uh, and and we got some great data on that. Do you want to go ahead and dive into some of that data?
0: Yes, please.
2: Yeah. So, and again, we, we asked, you know, a site that is better ad certified versus a site that is not better ad certified, would you be more or less willing to whitelist or allow ads? And we had about 28% said it would have no effect on them. About 28% said they might be less willing, but uh, 44 plus percent said they'd be more willing to whitelist a site that was better ad certified. And so that was encouraging that to potentially have that sort of a lift. You know, one of the things that, going back to why we did this in the first place, being compliant, you know, compliance can sometimes feel like a long-term game that, you know, you do a bunch of work right now and it takes you years and years to, to reap the benefits of it. But if users will turn off their blockers because you've gotten yourself compliant, that that yields immediate revenue. And so mm-hmm. all the effort that was put into it, you can flick a switch and that turns into revenue then. And so we're excited about the survey results. But at the end of the day, the question is, you know, will people actually do that? And we'll see that with this pilot.
0: Very cool. Very cool. I like that, you know, there there's an aspect of having some kind of numbers behind you, right? Because again, I, I don't I've actually not heard of anyone object to what the Coalition for Better Ads does. I mean, you, you'll you'll get a couple of ornery ad operations people who just rather <laughs> not have to do stuff, right? I sometimes am one of those ornery ad operations people, but the the idea of of simplifying and reducing the kind of ad clutter and and the just the mess that we allowed ourselves to get into is forward progress. And at the same time, we get from sales, we get from agencies, we get from others kind of pushback when we're trying to adhere to that tying everything to revenue to me has always been the best argument so if you're telling me less ad blocking and more revenue that that tends to help make the case internally as to why to hold hold the line neil what if, what are some of the things that you saw in the, in the research or or some of the conversations around this that have struck you
1: yeah, I, I think we we saw what we expected to see in terms of consumer awareness, and I I actually wasn't aware of of their having been better awareness three years ago. But I think I think Dan has has hit on it correctly in that whatever awareness we did have uh, has kind of been subsumed by the companies that have integrated the the Better Ad standards into into their. Ad filtering programs. So, Chrome and, and Microsoft Edge and Neighbor's Well Browser all integrating that have made it, you know, have meant that consumers kind of quietly get benefit of the Better Ads experience program and of the Better Ads standards, but they haven't really ever seen that. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it isn't out there in front. And so, again it it has things have changed, and some of the research that we published around behavior re- relative to ad blockers bears that out you know over the past eighteen months or so since the 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 better ad standards have really been enforced across across the web. you know we started to see a drop in download of ad blockers, and we've started to see you know kind of that gradual erosion as people switch out their switch out their devices they just aren't downloading ad blocking plugins as often as they used to. So ultimately that's good. I think that means that we are we've hit on the right types of standards consumers are like oh, okay, we we've hit that equilibrium that I'm happy with. You know, we we haven't converted everyone and I don't think we ever will, but we we seem to have gotten to a point where consumers are are willing to reevaluate. And so I think as Dan pointed out we now have this other group of consumers that haven't even sampled in a long time because they have ad blockers and they don't know what's being shown. This is our opportunity to kind of tap them on the shoulder and not just appeal from a, a publisher standpoint, hey, you like us, you like our content, please help us out economically, but also, hey, you like us and we have heard you. Again, back to that that theme of let's take credit for the things that we've already done hard work to accomplish and ask people to re reconsider by whitelisting
0: very cool and so so you've you've done the survey and now with this pilot you're dan you're working with publishers to join the pilot program and to start to message to users to ask them or to to talk about this can you can you expand on that just to make sure i i get all of that clear
2: yeah, absolutely. First off it's probably worth sharing that that Admiral offers probably the most robust ad blocker engagement platform out there. And so it's, you know, 100% configurable, self-serve configurable, targetable and uh, you know, it can have whatever message colors, look and feel that you like. And so what we've done is with our existing installed base, we already had publishers in our installed base who were better ad certified. And we've spoken to them and we've already gotten verbals for them to participate in the pilot that we'll be running one engage that doesn't make a mention of better ad certified. It just, you know, again, as Neil pointed out, it talks about supporting the publisher and another engage that specifically talks about better ad certified and the work that was done to improve on ad experiences and asking the the blocker if they'll give it a try. And so we'll run those two in parallel and then look at the data at the end to see if we got any difference in uh, whitelisting rates or allow ad rates for those engages. Uh, and again, we've got some some really awesome, uh, unfortunately, I haven't gotten their PR approval to announce uh, on this podcast, but some great publishers already on board for it. We also have people coming inbound wanting to be a part of it. We have a landing page, getadmiral.com slash betterads for any publishers that, that would like to take part.
0: Very cool. Well, I'll make sure to get that, that URL, URL out to people so they can, they can do it. I'm going to go on one quick tangent off what you said that I think is a real opportunity that is the fact that most people, when we set up our discussion or our, however we're going to communicate with users, we set one message and there you go, you know, Please right. don't block our ads, and just the idea of changing up that language. Get, this is like basic advertising. Don't hit everyone. Don't hit people up with the same ad. <laughs> ad for <laughs> ad block. Yeah, I got, I got to work out the wording, right? So it's like the ad to not block ads, uh, or obviously just more of the, you know the, the the communication, the messaging, right? But to yeah. have that. Change over time, and think of that almost again as, as as working someone down the funnel to the idea of hey hey turn off the ad blocker, and people accepting that. So I love the idea of just even mixing up the messaging, and then of course making it beyond just the publisher to making it something bigger and grander that this is part of a, a more of a thing. Again, I just love I love the idea of that kind of messaging. So I so I like that.
2: Absolutely, so many publishers that we speak with think in terms of the most basic pop-up that is typically a hard, what we call hard engage, which doesn't even allow people to proceed. And that's their thinking of messaging. And it's mm-hmm. that's really just the tip of the iceberg on, on what's possible when you bring in the targeting and the segmentation, different colors. We actually have publishers, we have a whole journey builder, and we have publishers that have seven steps to their journey that, that talk to people along the way and it's because the reality is that, yes, a good chunk of people will allow ads the first time they're asked, particularly if they have an affinity for that site and they really appreciate the brand. But others, it takes a conversation. And so it may take three times of, of coming back and forth to the site and hearing what the publisher has to say, hearing the publisher's real commitment to, to add quality before they turn their blocker off. And so, yes, uh, having you know the ability to build journeys to optimize is, is really critical to get the most out of it,
0: and then and then tie that to an industry uh, initiative, right? Which yep. then they they might they're going to see messaging on other sites that reflect yep. that. And then again, I, I still again think this idea that you know some people start to connect the dots that certain publishers are worthy of uh, removing the ad block. I do want to take one step back, Neil, in terms yep. of being certified for the Coalition for Better Ads. I know I'm supposed to know the answer of all those steps, but, you know, how about this? I'm going to ha- I'm gonna hand it to you to tell what, of course, I already know. <laughs> <laughs> fair,
1: fair enough. So getting certified for the Better Ads Experience program is very simple. There's a form at www.betterads.org, and all a publisher has to do is come in, indicate that they are interested in being a voluntary member of the program. It is it is free. And ultimately, it it gives them, it, you know, we, we go in and we review the sites and make sure they are are doing what they are supposed to be doing in terms of following the Better Ads standards, all of which are outlined on, on the same website. And once we go through and, and identify that they are indeed compliant with Better Ads standards, then they have, they will appear on the Better Ads experience program registry and we will review their site periodically just to make sure that that they continue to be compliant and it, it, so ultimately it's meant to be a simple program the nice thing about our program is it's verifiable by eye uh, you know you have things like like tag or or some of the other industry programs that are there's a lot of complicated you know, back office processes that have to be examined. Ours is very much a binary, <laughs> we will go to your site, we will look, and if you're compliant, you're compliant, if you're not, you're not. If you're not, we'll have a conversation about it and give you time to, to remedy that. There's also a dispute resolution pro- process mm-hmm. that if you think you're compliant and for some reason we don't agree with that, there is a whole process for, for adjudicating that and bringing in a third party to, to mediate that conversation if necessary.
0: Very cool. So let me walk through my understanding of what, what is entailed here. And then mm-hmm. let's see, talk about where where we might go from there. So you've done a survey. That survey basically said that people will go to, you know, they'll, they'll unblock ads on Coalition for Better Ads certified sites, right? Certification for that is not that hard to do. And the next step, really is to verify that the people who said they would turn that off will in fact turn it off. And Dan, you're going to be analyzing and looking and seeing performance and what kind of revenue gains and, and what comes out of it for those that, that do it. So if you're in the pilot program, part of it will be is messaging that's going out to people saying, hey, this is why we're doing this. And then you're going to measure, measure the effectiveness of that. Is that a fair... A fair wrap up of what what you're all up to
2: absolutely yeah uh, as you as you know, it's both conversion rates, it's revenue generated uh, I mean one of the things I would share you know as Neil was talking through the the steps to be better ad certified, we found that the the better ads standard actually monetizes significantly better than other ad quality standards out there, and so you know we'll be gathering more data around this topic as well, but you know, publishers they get a they get a win win out of this. They deliver a better experience for their visitors and they end up unlocking new revenue. So there's, there's not much to to take issue with in it.
1: Yeah, I was very excited when we were sharing our notes before the session. I I saw that as one of the bullet points in the CBA section, and I was like, I don't know anything about this. So, uh, so Dan <laughs> has shared some uh, some good new revenue. So your your podcast is leading to good things, Beeler.
0: There we go. Well, that's 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 yeah. the goal, right? So, Neil, I wanted to ask you in terms of what's next for the coalition for better ads. Do you have more standards coming out or anything else for for people to to follow?
1: Yeah. So the kind of the goals that that the coalition has set have been to, you know, we started out with desktop web and mobile web standards a couple of years ago. And those have been, I think, very, very effective. And the kind of current trends in ad blocking rates bear that out. Ultimately, though, I don't think consumers really think about the, type, the different types of ad experiences the way we in the industry do. Consumers just think about, I had a great digital experience or I had a crappy one. They don't think about whether that was in an app, that was in a, a video that was long form, short form, it was desktop web, it was mobile web, it was in a feed environment. You know, All of these distinctions that we make around how we do our advertising because they are all very relevant to the business of of developing ads. So our goal has been to figure out how we extend our standards to more and more parts of people's digital lives so that regardless of which of those niches that are important to people in the ad biz, we have standards that cover them and and people should should be feeling better and better. So we we released the sh- the uh, short form video standards earlier this year over the summer they we, we kind of got through our industry transition period, and those are now in effect. and the the browsers that are are using our standards are using those the short form video standards we're currently doing in app research. So we hope early next year to announce standards related to ads that ex- that appear exclusively in app environments. And then ultimately our our goal for the rest of this year is to talk amongst ourselves and figure out what research happens beyond then. But beyond the the research agenda, I think this type of, of activity that we're engaging in with Dan and with Admiral really represents the other, other major pillar in what we're doing, which is trying to get the word out, not just within the industry, but to consumers to, to really make this more of a of movement and, and to try and latch on. I think there's a lot of momentum behind making digital more friendly for consumers, whether you look at individual initiatives from, you know, the, the different big players around privacy, whether you look at, you know, things like the Global Alliance for Responsible Media, you know, all of these industry efforts to kind of make, make digital kind of better in various ways, we wanna make sure that, that we are, as one of the older proponents of that message that we're viewed as part of that and that consumers understand that this is being done to the betterment of their experiences.
0: Yeah, I it, there's a aspect that right of of the visual what what users are seeing to their fears around privacy to everything else that you know from malware to everything else that's that's a part of the digital experience that we all have and it really only takes you know a couple of negative experiences to sit there and kind of go do I need to deal with this right and at right. the same time once you go down that path you're you're altering what we can do and what we can provide to to users. and so again i think this is an interesting part for for conversation yep. to with consumers so they understand that and right think about this way we could fix all the privacy pieces but if we give them really bad ads we haven't gained anything. so i think there's a yep. there's a there's a couple pieces there. dan what is to you know again you're focused on the relationship from publisher to user what what goes on beyond this pilot? What what are your thoughts in terms of what's next?
2: So you know, it's kind of interesting that this whole talk has been mostly about adblock, and adblock is really just the, the tip of the iceberg in, in the relationship between publisher and visitor. You know, we talked about there's a benefit beyond the adblock revenue of of opening a conversation, of opening a dialogue with the visitor, because as we start to have issues with third-party cookies and it's, it's getting worse and going to be really bad in a couple of years. The publisher has to have that one-to-one relationship. And, and again, it goes well beyond ad block. It goes into email, it goes into account registrations, it goes into donations or subscriptions or social following. All of those things are going to rely upon having a transparent relationship with the visitor and, and, and actually, Lean into having some sort of a conversation to cultivate relationship, and so we're pretty excited about it. You know, at Admiral, we call ourselves a visitor relationship management company because we think it's going to be critical to, for the publishers to really separate themselves in the next decade.
0: Very cool. So now, now the big question: this is the to catch an ad blocker. I, I've just decided this is a new segment to my my podcast. <laughs> Neil, admit it. You block ads, don't I you? I don't. You you block ads. I do not. You and, block and ads, I, don't you?
1: I I never had, even before taking the job at the CBA. But I have. I, I will. I will cop to the fact that as I was doing research for proposing this to Dan way back when, six months ago or nine months ago, or whenever I I did it, I actually had to download the ad blocker and and engage it on my browser because i needed the visual of what one of his customers <laughs> is seeing so i i downloaded one of the the ad blockers and and went to the pga tour website and and got kind of the the screenshot of this is what what admiral shows to one of to an ad blocker coming to one of their customers pages and then kind of mocked up hey this is what i'm i'm thinking um does that Seem reasonable to you? So that that is the sum total of my experiences using an ad blocker,
0: and and you felt guilty doing it. See, I that's did
1: feel bad doing it. Again, I I, <laughs> I will refer back to my uh, my my northeastern Protestant thing. There's there's guilt associated with with that. So uh, even, even though I have already gotten I got rid of it like two days later, those three days felt a little
2: dirty. Well, but, Neil, I I think I I, I balance you out because I think I've got like. 10 blockers on my, because I, I'm just fo- I'm following all the blockers all the time. Right. And uh, uh, now it, it plays havoc with my surfing. I'll tell you that. I, like I, I was working on some taxes, tax stuff the other day and I was on the IRS website and stuff was broken. And I was screaming to my wife about it. And, and then I realized, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta turn my blocker off and lo and hole. i turn off the blocker and stuff works.
0: Well, you- <laughs> The the IRS and ad blocking is just too much material for me to work with. I'm gonna have to yeah. do a podcast <laughs> just on that on the jokes that come out of that in my mind. But I yes. but I do like this. I, I again, you've sparked a new idea for my podcast of to to catch an ad blocker. So and and Neil, if you notice, I asked you three times, right? Because of yep. the third time is when when normally people would break and go like. I don't so, but <laughs> I, there, you, you there's a play.
1: biblical reference in there, I think, to. Uh... <laughs> to task to, to denying something three times uh,
0: it's actually from Austin Powers is so to give you an idea of how how okay. uh, how well read i am is there's an Austin Powers <laughs> mask. They the the guy three times and he always gives up the answer so you had to ask him three times so Got it. sadly enough sadly enough so awesome guys i really appreciate the the time the update looking forward to hearing what the results are and if you know, this, this works. And again, obviously more, more stuff from the coalition for better ads and, and working with our, with our users, with the, with people in terms of how they use our websites and see where we can, where we can get to with that. So thank you guys so much.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me, Rob. And I don't have any money to throw at you for it, but you can feel free to use me as a sponsor for your new segment. (laughs) <laughs> there we go. <laughs> to catch an ad blocker brought to you by the Coalition for Better right. Ads.
0: There we go. Oh, well, uh, Dan, uh, feel free to bid higher than nothing or whatever that <laughs> is. And uh, and, uh, and we'll go. He'll there. double it. Yes. Yes, exactly. I'll double it. Twice as right. nothing Dan, thank you so much as well.
2: Yeah, thank you, Rob. Thanks, Neil. Yep, absolutely. Cheers.
0: Thanks to Neil and Dan for the conversation. If you like what you heard, Please subscribe to the podcast and please create an account on Beeler.tech to keep up with all the industry-leading shenanigans we're putting together. Beeler out.